everyone and welcome back to season two of Stalked. Um, I hope everyone is safe and well and washing their hands and wearing a face mask. Um, I'm so happy to be back recording. It's been I think maybe a month and a half, two months and there has been some really interesting new cases that I've um, kind of found when I've been doing research that I'm like really excited to cover. Um, thank you for all sticking around the last six months and bearing with me through health and pandemics and uni deadlines um I really do appreciate every single download I think I'm now on about 13,000 which is just uh crazy so I have some updates to do first um as you might hear there is no music on this episode so I received a lot of feedback since my first episode um, that the music was an issue, people were struggling to hear me talk over it, people didn't like the fact that it was running in the background. Um, I, com- I completely appreciate it, I like receiving feedback. Um, obviously I don't really listen to this back, this is for other people to listen to so if you don't like something I'm more than happy to try and fix it. Um, unfortunately when I started recording um like this podcast I literally just pick the first podcast host and record an app that I found um I have absolutely no idea about recording I still don't I use my phone I don't have like a fancy booth or anything um and I record with Anchor um it's a great it's a great app and a great great podcast host in many ways um but unfortunately I couldn't find a way to manually adjust the music it was either music or no music um I did a post on Instagram last week asking if anybody knew how I could adjust it and a few people suggested that I could do it on the desktop version. So I have had a look at that over the last week and unfortunately their music is already classed as smart music. I'm sorry if this is boring to anyone, this technical jargon, Um, but essentially what it means is that their music already self-adjusts when someone is talking, so it's already going quiet when I'm talking um which obviously isn't working out for everybody as it's people are still saying it's it's too loud and they can't hear me voice um so long story short or not that short um I have just decided to remove all music from every episode so you can go back to episode one and there is no new, no music on it at all um and I just think that's probably going to be the best compromise until I'm at a position where I can have like a fancy way to um, record and adjust levels. Um, If anybody can recommend anything or anybody has any kind of basically basic knowledge into recording podcasts then do message me Um, and I just also want to say um, I hope it's easier for everyone to listen to. I hope you know, if you couldn't listen to the episodes, you can now. And also thank you to everyone that did reach out and give me solutions on Instagram. Um, Again, it was very much appreciated. Okay, so the second update is there is now a website. Um, It should be live when this podcast episode goes out. Um, I've been working really hard on it for the last few weeks, so I hope everybody likes it. Um, Again, with feedback, tell me if something's not right. I'm more than happy to try and fix it. Um, so it basically has episodes that you can listen to on if you would rather listen there um, than use an, an app or something. Um, it has the list of kind of the best stalking helplines. 
uh, and I have also popped up there the there's an email address for one of the stalking helplines I think it's Paladin and it's basically like a secure email so if, if you or somebody you know needs to um, talk to somebody about things like stalking or domestic violence or coercive control the email is secure so I think that means that it doesn't show up um, who it's from I think you do have to have a secure email yourself to use it but if you want to have a look at that it is under um, stalking helplines on the website and I also have um, contact info so if you want to get in touch with me that's on there um, there's going to be uh, oh, there's merch on there now as well which is just through Redbubble and also case file update there isn't anything there at the moment but there will be um, there's actually probably going to be something going up about this episode um, which you'll, you'll understand in a minute and I am also working um, to add a forum on there I just thought it would be a nice place for um, listeners to go and discuss cases or personal experiences and I can be on there and I can talk to you and you can talk to other listeners as well um so that should the forum should be up in the next week hopefully but it's just like I said it's very technical for me and I kind of I'm not a very technical person so um bear with me the website is www.stalkedpodcast all one word dot com so really easy to remember um and then one last update so I wasn't sure what I was going to do obviously like I said I just started the podcast kind of um on a whim (laughs) I think I gave myself four days of having the idea and then recording the first episode so it's all been a bit um slapdash uh and I know some people record consistently every week it's obvious that I'm not going to manage to do that I'm going to try my very best to get episodes out at least every fortnight um and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to go you know some podcasts have one without any break I think for me it's going to be easier to do seasons so for that reason there will be uh, a season two isn't is now uh, starting and that will run until around about November time and then there will be a break over Christmas and season three will hopefully if everyone's still listening um, be back in January but all previous episodes will always still be available and hopefully people will like them a bit better now that the music is gone. Okay, so just a quick note. I've just had a thought that perhaps since the music isn't playing, you might be able to hear my um, background like more loudly than normal. Um, it is summer, it is really warm where I am. So I do have my window open and I live on a main road. I'm really sorry if you hear cars or horns or drunk people because all three are very likely um but we'll I'll just try and uh talk loudly if I hear anything like that so um today's case so the the last couple of like the last two months basically I've been kind of keeping a list of um possible cases that I want to cover and I've I've had loads of ideas it's been really good I think uh, creatively to have a bit of a break and I've had kind of an episode in mind that I was going to do for the first episode back Uh, and then I kept hearing on the news and saying stories about something that's going on right now it's not COVID-19 don't worry Um, and I thought actually do you know what let's look at this a bit deeper as it's happening Um, 
and kind of follow it and, and say what's what's going on because I don't know if, if that's quite an unusual thing to be able to do to kind of follow a case as it's unfolding. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different to normal cases in a few ways as as it's actually happening right now, um, minute by minute. By the time this episode goes out, there will probably be things that I have missed or that um, happened after I finished recording. So that's why I was mentioning at the beginning that the case update section on the website will probably have something on by time this episode goes live. Um, because I will pop anything in there as and when it unfolds on this specific case. Uh, so let's get into it. This week we're going to be looking at the unfolding events surrounding Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Alright, so just quickly before we go back and look at the background, going back to 2009, I just quickly want to say um, that everything I mention or refer to in this episode is pure speculation and it's all based on what has been alleged by somebody else. I'm not um, saying that any of this is fact. So, um, in 2009, after being in a relationship with Vanessa Paradis for around about 11 years, during which time they had two daughters, Johnny Depp began filming The Rum Diary. And I always thought this was The Rum Diaries, I don't know if I'm mixing it up with something else, but The Rum Diary, um, and he met uh, on that film, Amber Heard. The two then fell in love. Johnny left Vanessa within a few months of, of their new relationship. Um, so pretty much as soon as he met Amber, um, they started dating, allegedly, and then he met, then he left Vanessa. I don't know if that's true. I've read in a few different websites that they allegedly had an affair and then he left Vanessa, but other people say that he didn't. He left Vanessa and then he started dating Amber. Um, it doesn't really matter in, in the in the case that we're looking at today, but within a few months of their relationship, he did then propose to Amber. Um, so I remember this at the time being a huge media storm. Um, Johnny Depp was a massive star. I mean, he's, he's a big star now, but at the time, you know, 2009, you're coming just off the back of Pirates of the Caribbean and things. Um, and Amma Heard was, was quite unknown. Um, I think she had been in a few things. She'd been in Pineapple Express, but not on the scale that Johnny Depp was. Uh, and it, I think a lot of other people had an issue with the fact that he had said on the record apparently quite a few times that he didn't believe in marriage and things. And then he meets, you know, a new um, actor who is 22 years younger than him and proposed very, very quickly. Um, so I just remember it was in all of the newspapers. I think it was a very big deal at the time. So the shock... Um, was it the fact that he'd, he'd left Vanessa, essentially. Um, however, just over a year... Over a year... No, sorry, over four years. Four years? Six years. Okay, so they dated for six years. Sorry, there's loads of dates that I'm trying to work out which one is the correct one. Again, I, I apologise if I'm getting things wrong. There's so much information out, out about this at the minute. So they met in 2009, they dated until 2015, they were engaged in 2015, they were married in a private ceremony in their home. So I believe from what I can say that they were married in February 2015 and yet just over a year later 
Amber filed for divorce from Johnny. So I think she filed for divorce around about April 2016, May 2016. So so basically they were married for um, just slightly over a year. So Amber filed for divorce and to file from divorce she went to a court. I think you have to do a court appearance. And while she was in court she also filed for a temporary restraining order alleging that Johnny had been verbally and physically abusive towards her throughout their whole relationship and not just marriage. Um, so just a quick side note here. So during this episode, there is a lot of legal proceedings. The whole kind of case that we're talking about is things that have been said in and out of court and various different um, cases that are being taken out against people. So I'm going to try my best but I think it takes place, a lot of it in the US, some of it in Australia and then some of it in the UK. The UK bit I should be fine with, um, but I'm, excuse me in advance if I get anything wrong legal, like legal jargon wise um, for the other two. Why I'm saying this is because it's my understanding that to apply for a temporary restraining order when you are um, filing for divorce is to imply that you believe yourself to be in imminent danger or your, your lawyer or your um, solicitor thinks that you are in imminent danger. Um, typical, like normal restraining orders, n- non-temporary ones, they take quite a while to be put in place. Um, they can sometimes take months. So the temporary ones, I mean, definitely in the UK, I'm not sure if this is the same, but I'm assuming it's, it's a similar kind of setup the temporary ones are there for emergency situations or situations where the victim is um frightened or has reason to believe that the person they're taking the restraining order out against is likely to be violent or harass them during that time um and it, it's for when they want protection immediately, basically. So typically, if in the case of somebody that's married, if an abused spouse was filing for divorce from their abuser, it would be almost just recommended that you apply for a temporary restraining order at the same time. Um, because, as I mentioned all the time in past episodes, divorce is considered a major life stressor and can escalate some people to things like stalking or violence or harassment, um, especially if they've had previous patterns of these. So I wanted to kind of really focus in on that, on that point on, and mention the fact that it's quite an interesting thing to see her take out a restraining order when there was no previous reports to the police. Um, or not that I can see anywhere, not that I can see documented anywhere. Um, because I think it's going to be very interesting when we're looking uh, later at the allegations made by Amber and made by Johnny to see if we can see any patterns. And obviously that would suggest that there had been a pattern. Um, or, to play devil's advocate, it would suggest that her intention alleged intention to lie if that's if if johnny is correct and amber is lying that's a kind of a a, a premeditation that she's done that it's it's to kind of back her up now um allegedly um but at the same time if the relationship as um 
as Amber alleges, alleges, alleged, <laughs> I don't know, um, was violent and, and Johnny Depp was violent towards her, um, physically and verbally, then that would make sense for why she had done that. So it's, re- it's really hard to see um, at the moment. But I, I think that's, for me, that's like a red flag. I don't know who against, but it's a red flag already. Um, at the time, not surprisingly, Johnny's lawyers thought this was a very strange thing for her to do and they said that at court and they issued basically a rebuttal statement to say that Amber was attempting to secure a, a premature financial resolution by alleging abuse. So basically, I'm not an expert at US law, but what I think that this is that they mean by that is that they think um, Amber had no intention to go to court and perhaps was looking to, um, as they say, seek a large payment, a resolution in the UK, so I'm assuming it's the same in the US, is when you try and settle something out of out of a courtroom. Um, and it normally means it's to save the, the person that's accused face by them paying the person that's accusing them out. Um, and I think that's actually what did happen. So... She filed for divorce 2016. In 2017, a settlement was reached out of court. Um, she had sworn under oath, so I think even though it's out of court, st- they still have um, the same rules, the same kind of um, yeah rules, I guess, that would apply in a courtroom. Um, so you can't lie, that would be... Uh, against the rules you have to kind of still I don't know how how it's done in America I'm trying to think about the good wife when I've seen that I don't know if you if you swear on a bible in America I think you probably do you do in the UK or you have a choice um but essentially I think when you have a resolution or resolution um settlement the, the, the real, same rules still apply that, that happens in court. It's just that kind of everything is off the record. Um, and the um, person who is accusing of something can be paid out, which is what happened. So Johnny ended up paying um, Amber $7 million, which she then donated to charity. So again, it's it's interesting. And I was, I was interested in that at the time. I think I can remember that being... Um, a big news story and everybody kind of expected her to have alleged these things to get money and then she got the money and she gave it to charity so it's it's really hard to tell what is going on at that point um but basically the couple's lawyers released a statement and I feel like the statement was definitely written by the lawyers I'll, I'll read it to you now what it said so um Amber and Johnny's relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never any intent of physical or emotional harm. So, yeah, I think that that was written by both lawyers or solicitors um, because it kind of squashes both claims so it squashes so obviously Johnny's lawyer wants there to be no intent of physical or emotional harm he wants that bit in and Amber's would want to kind of um kind of defend herself in the fact that she was doing this for money which she did by that statement and then she also gave it to Cherry 
Okay, but that was 2017. So what's kind of happened from 2017 to now? From what I can see, during those three years, Johnny Depp has filed two separate claims of defamation of character by libel, one in the US against Amber Heard for a piece she wrote I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I couldn't find out this specifically and I couldn't find the article, I don't know if I wasn't looking right or if if I can't get it in the UK but she wrote or was interviewed for an article in the Washington Post and in that article she alluded to the fact that she was a victim of domestic violence and it was alleged in that article, although it didn't mention his name, that the abuser was Johnny Depp or that it was when she was married and she's only I think been married once but basically um Johnny Depp has taken Amber to court for this one and not the not the newspaper for defamation of character by libel um and he is suing her for 50 million dollars so as far as I can see this trial is still planned to go ahead it hasn't yet Amber has made, um, firstly she tried to move it, so I think he filed it as I mentioned in Virginia, she tried to get it moved to California, um, again I'm not sure about the American law system but a reason, reason for that was that there were witnesses in California because that's where the alleged abuse happened. Um, and for whatever reason they couldn't travel to Virginia, I don't know, I don't think that uh, that kind of request was upheld, so that she then tried to have the case dropped, I'm not sure for what reason, but essentially I think in March um, a judge denied both of those requests, so the case is still going ahead, perhaps they're waiting um, for this case in the UK to finish. So the second case that is the one that's currently ongoing is a case that Johnny has taken out again for defamation of character by libel and I think there was also I had read somewhere an extra kind of um, appendage which was um, it basically was an attempt to essentially get him fired but it was something like it could have resulted in loss of earnings or damage to his career because basically what happened um the sun newspaper in the uk so this is who he's taken this case out against without putting me foot in my mouth um most people in the uk would call the sun a gossip magazine rather than a newspaper um it covers current affairs and sports mainly it's it's a tabloid um so for american listeners and i don't know if you have tabloids but it would basically be like the national Enquirer, or it basically is like the national Enquirer. um and johnny is suing them over a story which the sun ran in april 2018 which so this was the title gone party how can jk Rowland be in quotes genuinely happy end quotes cast and wife beater johnny depp in the new fantastic beast film um so it's quite a quite a statement to make, given that at that time there had been no charges um, brought against Johnny. The only thing that had kind of happened was um, at, obviously, whatever Amber had written in the Washington Post, I think has happened by that point. But then, other than that, I guess it would just be um, asking for a restraining order and things at the um, divorce hearing. So... Yeah, so, I mean, 
the case that is currently running, the one that I'm going to look at the allegations from, are this one. Um, yes, I'm going to look at allegations that have been made in this specific case because essentially what this case is, um, it, it's meant to be Johnny Depp versus the Sun newspaper, but it, in the way that it, it's set out, it has become Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. So in order for the, the Sun's legal team to kind of win this case, they have to prove that they that when they wrote Wife Beater, they they were being factual and they were not defamating his character so it's essentially what the son has to do is they have to prove that johnny depp was i mean i don't like the term wife beater but that johnny depp was abusive in his relationship to amber heard so the case becomes johnny depp versus amber heard um and there has been a lot of allegations and a lot of um pieces of evidence that have been brought forward um and this case is still currently ongoing in London. And um, so, yeah, just before I get into it, before I get into the kind of, we're going to go through a bit of a list. Um, I'm not discussing who I think is wrong or right yet. It's still ongoing. So I'm not kind of going to be looking at anyone's behaviours like I normally would or kind of giving me opinion um, as it is an active trial. But I am going to put all the evidence out there and I'm going to try and keep this case updated. I don't know whether anyone's going to like this. It is a bit different to normal. Um, but I would also love to hear what everyone else thinks. So as this case is going on, um, you know, put some comments on Instagram about it. Let me know what you think or Facebook or on the website. Um, if you've listened to me from the beginning, um. You can probably make an ed- educated guess what I'm thinking at the moment, but I do think it's important to honour um, the presumed innocence of whoever's on trial. Okay, so here is a summary of the alleged incidents that have um, occurred during Johnny and Amber's marriage. I thought what would be good, rather than me going through each point kind of in a long-winded manner, because there is so much to this case, really, there's just tons and tons that's coming out um and when you're reading newspapers at the moment it's kind of convoluted and not in any kind of concise list so that's what I'm trying to do so I think it's it's good to put things in a list I know obviously it's good to look at the detail but I think at the same time when you're trying to look at the bigger picture having things kind of written down is helpful so we're going to kind of look firstly at um Amber and what she alleges. So Amber alleged that Johnny would um, drink heavily almost daily and take drugs. Amber alleged that Johnny would go into fits of rage regularly over jealousy. Basically Amber in her kind of case with the son she has submitted 14 alleged separate incidences of domestic violence. So some of the things include I'm going to go into some of them in a longer sense but Basically, the, the majority of them include things like thrown items at her head, included um, wine and champagne bottles, pulling her by the hair, pulling her hair out, holding her hostage, trashing rooms, hotel rooms and their home, throwing phones at her face, throwing her against the wall, slapping, kicking, choking and shoving. In one incident... Um, I think this was the first documented incident that she said, the, like the, the first uh, incident of violence. 
um, Amber left at Johnny's tattoo and he allegedly resulted in being very angry and hitting her in the face. In a separate incident, Amber alleged that in a jealous rage over a gift from her ex-girlfriend, Johnny hit her in the face, causing her lip to bleed, and then attempted to set fire to the gift. In another incident, when Amber and Johnny and friends were all kind of in a cabin on holiday taking um, MDMA and magic mushrooms, Amber alleges that Johnny flew into a rage of jealousy over her friend touching her. And Johnny then damaged the cabin they were staying in and ripped Amber's dress. In a three-day hostage situation during which Amber alleged Johnny kept her prisoner in an Australian house they were staying in, Amber alleged that Johnny cut his finger while trashing the place in a fit of jealousy and then wrote I love you in blood in the mirror with his cut finger. Um, And on Amber's 30th birthday, Johnny allegedly arrived late, started a fight and then threw a magnum of champagne at Amber after an argument broke out. A magnum's huge as well. Magnum's pretty big and very, very heavy. Um, okay, so that's kind of the the main points that I wanted to bring out of that one, of kind of uh, the 14 incidences. Um, so now let's look at kind of what Johnny alleges has happened um, and then... Um, we're just going to quickly look at, at some other witnesses that have come up. But basically, Amber's cases are very, very detailed. I don't want anyone to be kind of led by the fact that hers are more detailed than than Johnny's or hers seem more um, in-depth. And, and sometimes people say that's a, that's a um, kind of indication of lying. You've got to remember that this is a case where she has had to prepare these in-depth to give to... Um, whoever is uh, defending the son so that's the reason that there seems to be so much more information on what Amber alleges at the moment and in so much more detail because she's had to prepare these statements and to prepare these cases um, to give to the um, kind of um, barristers looking after the son and then the way that Johnny at the minute this is what I can gather from the newspapers he is just replying to those allegations so there does seem to be a lot more information on her at the moment but I'm not sure what kind of um I think we're on day nine of the trial at the moment perhaps there will be more heard from Johnny later um but essentially Johnny alleges that he was never violent to Amber throughout their relationship and the only times he had hurt her so I think he admitted to headbutting her and maybe pushing her or holding her is when um she was attacking him and he was trying to defend himself. So he'd said he had had, on several occasions, had to restrain her to protect himself. Um, during the Australian house, uh, the alleged hostage incident, incident, sorry, Johnny denies holding Amber against her will and he says his fingertip was severed when she threw a wine bottle at, his, at him and it smashed against his hand. Johnny says he then wrote, I love you in blood in the bathroom while waiting for his personal security to come and protect him from Amber. During Amber's 30th birthday party, Johnny alleges an argument did break out because he was late, but his wife was drunk. He denies that during their relationship, she was the one that drank heavily as well. It wasn't just him. I think he admits that he does. I'm not sure. Um, And a a fight kind of broke out because she was angry at him for being late. He denies throwing a magnum at Amber 
after Johnny went to bed, he, and this this but I'm sure everyone's heard of this bit right now. I wasn't even sure how to say it, but apparently Amber and her friend came into the room when allegedly came into the room when Johnny was asleep, and Amber went to the toilet on him, um, and left feces in the bed with him and took photos of this and texted to people during the trial amber has admitted that this was a drunk prank so i think there was a lot of photos of this and the cleaner that came in the next day also found it johnny alleges that it was actually this act that made him decide to divorce amber and it wasn't the other way around as she claims um so that's the kind of only one that i can say it's an event that they both agree on that happened he says it was abuse, she says it was a drunk prank um, and kind of payback for him being late. It's hard to say what their relationship, whether that would be counted as a prank. I think you would have to know what their relationship was like for that to be considered a prank. Obviously, it's easy for me to say that wouldn't be a prank in my relationship, but then everybody has different levels of, of humour it's really difficult to say. Um... But that is one of the only things that they have agreed on. Um, and, and like people, the witnesses have been called forward, like like the cleaner and like one of the friends that she'd sent that text to because I think they took photos and sent it. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, uh, yesterday, I think it was, two of Johnny's ex-partners came forward. So Winona Ryder, obviously everyone knows Winona, I think they dated for around about four years in the 90s. And then, as I mentioned at the beginning, Vanessa Parody, who they were together for 11 years and they have two daughters together. Um, So they were kind of his like character witnesses because in things like domestic violence cases, um, a pattern of behaviour in past relationships is often quite a good um, line of defence. So they both basically said, um, they spoke very highly of him. They said he was never violent to them in their relationships. Um, and I, I will add though, so I will add, although they have said, you know, there was no violence in their relationship, Johnny has had previous criminal charges for drunken incidences, including brawling with paparazzi, criminal damage and fighting with security guards. So he does have some... Um, some kind of charges involving violence but he doesn't seem to have any documented record of anything like domestic violence or coercive control and his ex-partners are also saying that 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 wasn't involved in the relationships or two of his ex-partners um yeah and then on the other hand it's worth mentioning that amber does have one previous claim of domestic violence against her ex-girlfriend but they both claim, so I've tried to kind of get a little bit of understanding on this and it's quite difficult. I think it happened, something happened in Amsterdam, they were on holiday or something and they got into a fight and Amber was arrested and charged with domestic violence but they've both come out on the record and said it was a misunderstanding, it shouldn't have been charged. So really, really difficult to tell with that one. Um, yeah... I'm kind of, um, it's, as I'm saying, it's ongoing and, and you just don't know what's kind of going to be revealed next. The only other thing that I just quickly wanted to mention is in terms of the Australian house incident, I think within maybe a day or two um, in, in the trial, just maybe yesterday, maybe the day before, Johnny's previous security, who he'd called to come and get him, found 
his severed finger. So the, the finger was severed, whether or not he did it, whether or not she did it. I mean, it's, it's really, at this point, it is really hard to say. Um, yeah, but I'd love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. I'm going to keep updating the uh, case bit on the website and I don't know how long this trial is running. It might be just a few weeks yet before verdict is reached. So um, let me know what you think about it or let me know if there's anything that I've missed because there's just streams and streams of information on this case. I could have literally talked about it for four hours uh, but I wasn't sure whether it was everyone's cup of tea. But yeah, if I've missed anything or if you have any thoughts on this or if you know anything about this that you'd like to let me know, um, leave me an Instagram comment, message me, Facebook on the group or email through the contact page on the website. Um, yeah, I don't have any film or TV recommendations this week, but I am currently watching something which in the UK is on BBC iPlayer, but it's an Australian uh, TV drama so I think if you're in Australia you should be able to watch it America I'm not sure I'll try and find out and put it on Instagram but it's called um, The Secret She Keeps so I'm about two episodes in and as far as I can tell there's at least one type of stalking um, so hopefully I'll I'll finish that and I'll be able to update you on it and kind of give you a heads up on to whether it's worth watching um, in the next episode just to remind you again, the website, the new website is www.stalkedpodcast.com. So let me know your thoughts on um, the Amber and Johnny situation. And yeah, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.